The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. It is amazing that I lady said every Thursday, Matthew 6, to read this in the parish in Medjugorje. And that's why we put this on Thursday, to follow our lady's messages. So what you're going to hear tonight, the reasons our lady gave us Matthew 6 for us to contemplate and measure ourselves what this chapter says. What is the basis for the nation? It's the home. If the home be right, the nation will be right. And that also is related to the cities, which are now being destroyed everywhere. And why are the cities being destroyed? Because the home is not right. Murderers, these dangerous places compared to the rural areas. And all this is tied up in Matthew 6 because everything's about money and it surrounds everything throughout the day. And the road we're on right now, we're going to be left with nothing. But they said April 2nd, 2013, 
Without God, you are nothing. The God is the dollar now. On July 2nd, 2007, our lady said, I come to you today to lead you on the way of humility and meekness. Comprehend, my children, that you have nothing and you can do nothing. The only thing that is yours and what you possess is sin. And that's the home. Everywhere. That little beloved home is the real basis for every nation that is great and good. The home has lost humility and meekness, and therefore we can't do nothing until we go back to God. Yesterday, Glenn Beck sounded more like a preacher, and his sermon was very good, better than what we hear of the sermons at Mass. It is the people who's going to raise everything up and tell you the truth. So listen to this truth. There's no God. There's no meaning in life except for fame, and that is empty. There's no meaning in life except for riches, and that is empty. Maybe you're a social activist. Well, what are you doing? You're destroying. You're not creating. You're tearing it all down. We're just randomly colliding particles. And we're temporarily assembled into clumps of cells with the illusion of consciousness. Nothing more than dust to dust, ashes to ashes, but nothing beyond. What is still standing that you once cherished? You valued Who's still standing that you once admired? How many things that you believed in, you now are told only a lie and an evil lie. We fear each other because it's them. They're bad. There is no truth we can agree on. There's no men in so many different ways. There's no men. There's no definition of a woman. We don't even know what a woman is. There's no justice, only your truth and my truth. Well, and the approved truth. We're trapped in a hell that we have created and there's no way out. Why is there no way out? Because we all believe we're powerless. If we believe that, we are powerless. We have given in to the ultimate game of divide and conquer. We're reduced to isolated, uh, atomized individuals. We're just atoms that are just floating around, perpetually helpless and afraid, without direction, without hope, divided from each other, isolated from ourselves, Cut off from the roots of everything that we've, we've ever believed. Well, gee, that makes us easy to control, doesn't it? We are sure primed for whatever the collective needs from its drones next. We are more and more every day defined by either rage 
and resentment or despair, depression, suicide. Wow. I wonder what's happening, says the experts. We've got to do a study on this. We don't need to do a study on this. All of us know if we take the time and look at what's happening, everybody knows. If nothing, if nothing we do ever means anything, unless perhaps what we do is destroy everything, nothing matters. Nothing matters. Notice the word matters here. Matter. What is it? It's what we call things that are real, things made of matter, things that matter. If nothing matters, nothing is true. Nothing is real. And there's no point to any of it. I mean, honestly, I think the suicide rate for what's happening, I think it's probably shockingly low. It's an, it's an amazing miracle that all of us get out of bed every day. To me, that's proof that God is there. God is real. Proof of God. We're human, so we're different than any other animal. We're the only creature with language, the only creature with this level of awareness and consciousness, self-consciousness, the only one with a constant sense of our own morality, the only one with a sense of morality. There, there is no right or wrong in nature. That's a human thing. We're the only ones that worry about tomorrow or the consequences of our actions, good or bad. We're the only ones that seek meaning. Only we wonder whether it's worth getting out of bed. Not because it's so comfy there, but because in our minds it's it's possible that getting up isn't worth it. It isn't a positive good to get up. It seems like everything we do is meaningless and not worth the effort to many people in America. We also know that even if we do get up, sometimes we'll fail. No, often we fail now. That good deeds are not rewarded. So is that all there is? Your life is seemingly meaningless the more you spend in cyberspace. The more time you spend on social media, you can't measure up to the lies. Is that all there is? That question is proof of God. Because at its root, it assumes that meaning is a thing. That it's even possible for something to be real, for something that matters. That there is a reality outside of ourselves, possibly beyond our own life. None of those questions are anything more than gibberish. If we're just random particles, if we just happened. What about love? What about hope? What about our vision for a better tomorrow? Or the idea, seemingly antiquated now, that things could actually get better. 
What does better mean if nothing is good? And what is good if nothing has any value? What about the relationships we form? Sometimes for life, the love of our spouses, our children, our willingness to give our very life for those we love. It is inconceivable that all of that is meaningless. What did de Tocqueville say in Democracy in America? Book, he came over, he tried to find the secret in the 1800s, tried to find a secret. What made America so great? He couldn't find it in Washington. He couldn't find it in the halls of Congress. He couldn't find it in the mayor's office of towns, state houses. He couldn't find it. He said he found it in the churches. Now, what are the churches doing? He didn't mean churches churches like that. He meant that the, the people who were going to church, that they made a difference. America is great, not because of our government. It's in spite of our government most times. The government was built to be really, really small, so it couldn't get in the way of the people doing the next right thing. Doing something they believe would make things better. We've lost that. Beck said, without love, what can you do? I don't think he's reading our latest messages. But our latest said December 13, 1984. Without love, you will achieve nothing. Beck is in tune with the messages in many ways. What his sermon was yesterday. Actually, you should be writing to him and calling him to investigate one of the biggest events in the world is happening right now and contact Caritas and learn what has happened. Just a few weeks being in Medjugorje, several people told me even the villagers, and they said to me in different ways that if you wasn't here and what you're doing with the messages of Medjugorje and what you have promoted these last decades, Medjugorje would be dead. Beck needs to know about this. So whoever listens to this, contact him to contact us. So here's more about Beck where he talks about you are going to be left with nothing. And that's where we are. And that's where we're going. He's aligned with our lady in Matthew 6. But here's an interesting story from investors.com. Let's, can we just remember who got us here? Okay? Listen to this. The uh, 10-year Treasury yield set off roaring alarms about the U.S. budget when it surged to 5% last month. Now those warnings look like a fire drill. Federal Reserve rate hikes seem to be over for now, giving the bond market a reprieve and allowing powerful S&P 500 rally to resume. But enjoy it while it lasts. The next debt scare may be the real thing, and it could rock the U.S. economy and stock market. Here's why. The Fed's historic turnabout from enabling massive budget deficits to directing the sharpest rate hikes in 40 years has seemingly broken the budget. 
The Treasury market stress is almost certain to return. In the era of Fed quantitative easing and near zero interest rates promoted carefree fiscal policies that led to the U.S. racking up $20 trillion in federal debt since 2008. Exhibit A in the case of the broken federal budget is the deficit surge in fiscal 2023, which ended September 30th. Unemployment was near a record low and GDP growth was strong. Under those conditions, the budget deficit usually shrinks. But this year, it doubled to $2 trillion. And that's only if you ignore accounting for Biden's student loan forgiveness that was struck down. The Federal Reserve's fingerprints are all over the red ink. The Fed spent more than $100 billion in interest on its bond portfolio to the Treasury in fiscal 2022. It had to halt those payments last year, last year as bond prices fell, having let inflation out of the bag at an 8.7 cost-of-living adjustment stoked a $130 billion increase in Social Security checks. Another $100 billion went to FDIC bailouts for Silicon Bank. To top it off, the Fed hiking is the key rate past 5%, forced Uncle Sam to pony up an extra $177 billion in interest on the debt. Here's the thing. Interest on the debt was $711 billion, went up. In 2023, $711 billion, up from $534 billion in 2022, $413 billion in 2021. What Meg just said, you need to listen to again. It's critical that you're understanding what he's saying, because it's going to wipe out everything. For years, we're talking about this, so it's important you listen to this twice to get it into your thoughts of what your future holds for you. Here's the thing. Interest on the debt was $711 billion. Went up in 2023, $711 billion. Up from $534 billion in 2022, $413 billion in 2021. We're now running at a rate for this month, which will total $825 billion. So we have doubled the interest payments. Now, we're probably 12 months, 20 months away from a trillion dollars in debt interest only. Remember, the entire budget that we can pay for, cover our bills if we were living within our means, is $2 trillion. The rest of it we borrow. What are you willing to cut by a trillion dollars just to pay the interest? We are running out of options. The Fed says they have it all under control. Nobody is buying our bonds. The Fed is buying our bonds. So when you hear, oh, yes, the P500, Deutsche Bank just said it's going to go up. It's going to, we're going to have a surge. Enjoy it while it lasts. 
the problem is only the ones who have tons of money in the stock market and those are the ones who usually get all the bailouts and they get all the government contracts and everything else they're the ones in the stock market they're the ones making all of the money if you have money in investment good for you good for you but it is eventually going to go away and guess who will win all of those who are connected all of those who are connected. You know, I like it in the uh, like the old days when, you know, when companies did something and you go, oh, that's really good. I want to invest and their stock would go up. Oh, uh, that's really bad. And their stock would go down. Oh, the economy is really bad. Stock would go down. Now, it doesn't work that way anymore. Nothing. Nothing. The only one I've seen is is Walt Disney. Walt Disney marked its 100th anniversary with Wish. Cost him $200 million to produce. It brought in, over the five-day weekend, $19.5 million. Wow. Now, by contrast, Frozen brought in 125. Frozen 2, not even Frozen 1, Frozen 2. Brought in $125 million over the same period. Indiana Jones, the Dial of Destiny, gone. The Little Mermaid, nothing. The Marvels, worse than the Hulk. How's that possible? And only thing worse than that is Haunted Mansion. The only thing worse than that is Wish. These are the kinds of things that we used to see in America. You disconnect from reality, you lose. I don't know when we're going to see the first government bailout of Disney, but I'm waiting for it. Beck just stated what we've been saying for a long time. Because a lady said in 2011, everything is passing. Everything is falling apart. Only the glory of God remains. $200 million to make a movie. And usually they make the first weekend all the money back. They only got $19 million. Why? Because Disney is for trans. The president of Disney is a woman who has two kids are trans. And she's proud of that. And they said... We're going to put on the cartoons for this group of these people. Disney is evil, and they're passing away. They're falling apart. And not only them. So we see in the manifestation of LA's messages happening in front of us. And Disney's one thing, but the economy is a whole other thing. And it does not glorify God. And it's going to fall apart. You have to start listening what we've been saying for years to get out of the system. You have to do this. We're going to talk now about Century Silver. You have to do something. Beck talked about the stock markets. They're going to have everything because they're connected. Your retirements are in the stocks. But you're not connected. 
So when they're bailed out, you're not going to get your retirement. Get it out. Tell your neighbors. Tell your family. Tell everybody. Get out of the system. And better than that, take your retirement, get a rural couple of acres, five acres, whatever you can get. You can make it on two acres. It's better than five, but you just can't go find your land immediately. What you could do immediately is get your retirement. For taking that out, they're going to put taxes and a penalty. It's better to lose that than everything. And don't think you can get on the telephone, hey, I want my money. Don't think you're going to get it the next day or even a week. We've had horror stories that they can't hardly get it. They do everything to stop you. I've talked about one person cashing those out. He had to get an attorney after two months. Don't wait. Just a month or two ago, Lebanon, people woke up and they wanted to get the money. Nobody got the money. They lost everything. And that's what's going to happen. I don't know what Beck says. Because in 2011, I believed and I'm teaching you and echoing to you, everything is passing, everything is falling apart. And we're on the cliff right now. You got to make a decision. So I want to turn it over about Century Silver. We'd like to start off by saying we're really excited uh, to hear what Beck has to say and happy to see that he's finally waking up to what a friend of Medjugorje has been saying for 20 years. But as you can hear with Beck, he's hitting on this point that we're going to see the greatest wealth destruction in all of history. We have never, ever seen anything like this before and may never see it again. And like I said, a friend of Medjugorje has been saying this for decades, more particularly with the release in 2010 of his book, It Ain't Gonna Happen. And you may have heard these numbers from us before. But since 2010, we've got over 4,000 customers now on our list. People have exchanged almost $200 million for more than 5.5 million ounces in the miraculous metal Medjugorje round. That is a bunch, a bunch of money. That is a a ton of money. Actually, 375,000 pounds of silver exchanged for paper trash and put in people's homes to store their wealth. You know, a friend of Medjugorje has explained this concept before, but what, what really is the purpose of money? Money is a store, or should be a store, for your labor. You work and you work and you work. And just think about somebody who's worked their entire life. They got $500,000 in the bank. That represents the store of their entire life's work, what's left. There are so many people, even though we're excited to hear Beck, we're really sad because there's millions and millions of people who will have their entire life's work wiped out from one moment to the next. We really couldn't believe it that Beck said in this clip, if you have investments, good for you. But for the first time ever, we've heard anybody in the public sphere say this, but, but it's going to go away and you're going to lose everything. We've never heard anybody say that. They always say diversify, stay in the market, be in some stocks and be in some bonds. Finally, finally, Beck has said it. People are waking up that this stuff is trash. You've heard the phrase before, cash is trash, but stocks are trash and bonds are trash and all this market stuff is trash. Your 401k, your IRA, 
everything is going to be trash and you are going to lose everything. We know some people are hesitant because their mom says no or the brother says no or the friend says no. Forget what everybody else says. Defy what they say. And you stand with our lady like a friend of Medjugorje has repeated since 2011. Everything is passing. Everything that does not glorify God is falling apart and you are going to have nothing. You are really, really going to have nothing. And what's going to happen? Beck says we got 12 months, maybe 20 months, and maybe that's true. But you've heard the concept. How did you go bankrupt? Gradually and then suddenly. But the United States is already bankrupt, and we've been bankrupt for years. But now people are seeing it. And gradually is going to become suddenly. And you don't want it to catch you by surprise. A friend of Medjugorje, we've hit on this point before, but he's explained that he understood from Our Lady that whatever she showed him, he was supposed to spread to other people and give his life for that. Those of you who have been helped by the miraculous metal Medjugorje around, or those of you who are new to this, you have an obligation to spread this to other people to help them protect their wealth as well. It also helps you because the more people around you that hold their wealth in physical silver, the less people are going to be coming to you to take what you have in the future. It gives you financial security as well. So we're going to make CDs of this broadcast available 100% free to whoever calls us or calls Caritas and requests these CDs. We'll mail them to you for free. You just tell us how many you need. If you want five, you want 10, 20, We have one man that orders a hundred CDs about every three months and gives them out to as many people as he can. A friend of Medjugorje founded Century Silver as a ministry, and so we make these materials available to you free for you to give them out free. Not for us, not for him, but to help as many people as possible protect what God has blessed them with. To contact Century Silver Exchange and order the free CD, you are left with nothing Call us toll-free at 877-936-7686. That's 877-936-7686. Or you can request through email at info at centurysilver.com. I'm going to end this with where I begin. Our nation, and why is it sick? It's because men aren't men, and women don't know how to be women no more. And if that's the case, between mom and dad, the children's not going to know who they are. One of the parents has to be a model of obedience. And that teaches the kids about authority. And the Bible says that the husband is in authority. The wife's authority comes from the husband. And the husband's authority comes from God. It's plain and clear in the Bible. And if she takes authority over the husband, the kids become confused. That's a simple explanation where the house is messed up and upside down. Many women may object to what I said, but then go read your Bible. In the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's very clear there's got to be a model to the kids, the example of obedience toward the father and the Father to God. The homes are not right because the families are not right. 
In the book, Look What Happened, While You Were Sleeping, I wrote in 2006. I begin it with Henry Woodfin Grady, and he describes the beloved home. No nation is great because it has grand buildings and cathedrals, or great cities, or mighty armies and navies. These are beautiful and impressive, and often necessary. But a nation with all these still may not be a great nation. A nation can be great only when the hearts of its people are good and noble and home-loving, and fair and just to others. The home is the basis of a nation. A man who loves his home no matter how humble it is, will fight to protect it and his loved ones. The reason why the English-speaking people who came to America succeeded, and why the other colonizing nations failed, was because the Englishman, when he came to America in early colonial times, brought with him his wife and children. For them, he built a cabin home and cultivated and learned to love a patch of ground. The French and Spaniards did not do this, and so they failed. And that is why we speak the English language in America, because the English-speaking colonists made homes here. The homes of the people, and not its grand cities and buildings and its armies and navies, are the safety of a nation. If the homes be right, the nation will be right. And if the homes be right, the great cities and the cathedrals and the armies and the navies will be right. For with the homes right, the armies and the navies will never wrong other nations. They will protect not only the homes of their owners, but also homes in other lands. The little beloved home is the real basis of every nation that is great and good. I went to Washington the other day, and I stood on the Capitol Hill. My heart beat quick as I looked at the towering marble of my country's capital, and a mist gathered in my eyes as I thought of its tremendous significance the armies and the treasury, the judges and the president, the Congress and the courts, and all that was gathered there. And I felt that the sun, in all its course, could not look down on a better sight than that majestic home of a republic, which had taught the world its best lessons of liberty. And I felt that if honor and wisdom and justice abided therein, the world would at last O oh, that great house in which the Ark of the Covenant of our country is lodged, its final uplifting and its regeneration. But a few days later, I visited a quiet country home. It was just a simple, modest house, sheltered by big trees and encircled by meadow and field, rich with the promise of harvest. The fragrance of the pink and of the hollyhock in the front yard was mingled with the aroma of the orchard and of the garden, and resonant with the cluck of poultry and the hum of bees. Inside the home were thrift, comfort, and that cleanliness which is next to godliness. There was the old clock that had held its steadfast pace amid the frolic of weddings, that had welcomed in steady measure every newcomer to the family, that had kept company with the watches at the bedside, and that had ticked the solemn requiem of the dead. There were the big, restful beds and the open fireplace and the old family Bible, 
thumbed with the fingers of hands long since still, and blurred with the tears of eyes long since closed, holding the simple annals of the family and the heart and the conscience of the home. Outside the house stood the master, a simple upright man with no mortgage on his roof and no lien on his growing crops, master of his lands and master of himself. Nearby stood his aged father, happy in the heart and home of his son. And as they started to the house, the old man's hand rested on the young man's shoulder, laying there the unspeakable blessing of the honored and grateful father and ennobling it with the knighthood of the fourth commandment. And as they reached the door, the old mother came with the sunset falling fair on her face and lighting up her deep, patient eyes, while her lips, trembling with the rich music of her heart, bade her husband and her son welcome to their home. Beyond was the good wife, happy amid her household cares, clean of heart and conscience, the buckler and the helpmate of her husband. Down the lane came the children, trooping home after the cows, seeking, as truant birds do, the quiet of their home nest. And I saw the night descend on that home, falling gently as from the wings of the unseen dove. And the old man, while a startled bird called from the forest, and the trees thrilled with the cricket's cry, and the stars were swarming in the bending sky, called the family around, and took the Bible from the table, and read the old, old story of love and faith. He then called them to their knees in prayer, and the little baby hid in the folds of its mother's dress while he closed the record of that simple day by calling down God's blessing on their simple home. And while I gazed, the vision of the great marble capital faded from my brain. Forgotten were its treasure and its splendor. And I said, Oh, surely, here in the homes of the people are lodged at last the strength and the responsibility of this government, the hope and the promise of this republic. Henry Woodfin Grady We give you a special invite, December 8th to December 12th, for the reconciliation ourself, our family, our nation. We begin this in 1993, and this is the 31st anniversary. It's an experience of Christmas. It's very beautiful. Bring your loved ones. If you can't come over five days, December 10th is the day that we open the house, our beloved home. Well over 100,000 people have gone through the bedroom, where a lady has had 151 apparitions. This is the woman of Revelation. And it's a sacred place. And you'll feel the holiness. And you'll be given time to pray there. And also, up in the loft, where a lady appeared with baby Jesus December 25th, 1988. And many have put their petitions there and prayed. It's a very special, special place because Our Lady was there and the real live baby, Jesus. If that's the only day you come, and the next day, Christmas in the field, 
And at least come to those two days. You can go on meds.com for more information or call Caritas. We wish you, Our Lady, we love you and hope to see you. Good night. To contact us at Century Silver Exchange, you can reach us by phone toll-free at 877-936-7686 or email info at centurysilver.com. Century Silver Exchange is a for-profit subsidiary of Caritas. It bears its own expenses and pays taxes on its earnings. If there are earnings left over at year end, it may make a dividend donation to Caritas to further its mission efforts. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.